Welcome to Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I am delighted that you join me today. I love the pleasure of your company. You know I do. And I just want to encourage you through today's message, whatever your major life change might be, to bring you both biblical and practical encouragement with a little story along the way. But I'm just so delighted. I know you're busy. I know it's December. I know you're just making a mad dash here and there, shopping, winding up, all the decorating and cooking. But just take a minute and let's just do a little focus together and um, just pause to just take time to enjoy each other's company. I sure do enjoy yours. You're looking mighty, mighty good. Hey, I want to talk to you today. This is December. I want to talk to you about a flashlight, a candle, and a lamppost. How's that? I want to share with you some insight on those three items. Oh, I'm going to jump right into this. I'm, I'm just real excited about it. I can't tell you the obstacles I've had getting to this podcast. There is a um, huge lawnmower in this office complex outside my window. My air conditioner goes off in the building and makes this horrendous sound, and I couldn't get the sound to work on this podcast. And so I'm thinking, I am not letting the enemy stop me. I am going to go for it with all the noises. So, hey, if you hear weird noises, it's all the things around me. And so let's just zero in on what a flashlight does. Now, you know this, but this is just a gentle reminder. But a flashlight helps you see through darkness. It lights a pathway and allows you to see the way, right? It just shines a light ahead of you so you can can follow that light on that path. The thing about a flashlight is that you can't pass on a flashlight to another person And keep the light on yourself. Think about that. It provides light for one person at a time, showing the way. Okay? Now, a candle provides a glow and a warmth. And it can be passed on by lighting other candles. And it still provides light for the giver. Your candle can go out, but because you've used your candle to light other candles, they in turn can turn around and relight yours. It's kind of like when you have a candlelight service and you, uh, everyone in the, in the church service has a, a candle. And you may or may not have done this, but we do it for Christmas Eve. And you light the next person's candle. And then if yours by chance goes out, they can turn around and light yours. A candle, my friends, can light a family for a generation. Because you see that light can be passed on and on from one generation to another. Now stick with me. You know I'm a real visual, so stick with me, okay? There are two ways of spreading light. You can be the candle. You can be the mirror that reflects it. Or you can be the flashlight 
and show light on the pathway ahead. And then, because a lot of people need light on the path ahead, they need direction, they need guidance, they need to see light in the midst of the darkness, right? Now, a lamppost is really not significant. It's the light on it that is. The lamppost is merely a vessel to give light. Don't you love these analogies? Think about that. Oh my goodness, sometimes I'm a flashlight and I'm just just shooting light on the pathway. And sometimes I'm the candle reflecting and being that mirror or spreading the light and passing it on and lighting someone else's candle, which is really what I, I love to do. And then sometimes I'm a lamp post. I'm just a vessel that gives the light. Oh, Lord, yes, may I always be your vessel. So let's just, let's just talk about that for a little bit and just kind of break that down all the more, um, the functions of those three. But I encourage you to think about how you are reflecting the light of Christ at this season or actually for any time. You see, a person that is wrapped up in themselves at Christmas makes a very small package. Sometimes I have to do a little checkup from the heart up because I do get wrapped up in myself with decorating and with shopping and with cooking and all those um, wonderful things, but distracting things. And sometimes I uh, am striving for perfection rather than for peace in the holiday season. When I need to be quiet and focus on Jesus with less glitz and glitter in my world. I need to simplify. I need to check my attitudes and my actions. And, and I need to give my family, my, um, my children, my grandchildren, uh, the gift of patience, of flexibility, of sensitivity, all of those things that get pushed aside in the holidays. Uh, one of the traditions we do when we open Christmas presents is one person opens a present and the focus is on that person. It's not a mad scramble and everybody tears into to a, a, their gift, but one person opens their gift and we focus on that person and then they come uh, across the room or around the circle and give the person that gave it to them a big hug and thank them. That personal touch, that personal connection, sometimes that is the best gift of all is to know that it is appreciated and that it is valued. Don't try to do it all yourself. Remember that it's all about connection. It's all about communicating. It's all about touch. It's all about being one of those lights for Jesus. Actually, we are all three, but at different times, we may be either the flashlight, the candle, or the lamppost. You know, I just, 
I think about that I need to be not only a, a generous giver, but I need to be a gracious receiver. Sometimes it's hard for us to be gracious receivers. A lot of times your light shines through how you receive as well as how you give. And I think it's important to talk to your children about the meaning of Christmas and the birth of Jesus. It's important to let your light shine just by taking time, maybe to go for a long walk or to have a cup of coffee with a good friend that you haven't seen in a long time. You see, a lot of times our light will shine depending more on our words and our actions than our gifts by the gift that we give that is tangible Think about the words or the actions that you live out. The importance of understanding that we are all, as Christians, we are all lights. How do we let our lights shine? And sometimes we permit the crowds and the rush uh, of Christmas to crowd out Christ in Christmas. And the importance of not letting our light go dark, not letting those batteries run out or the the candle flicker and go out, but to remember that we need to let that light shine from within. You can't buy things like friendship and kindness and a helping hand and a smile and understanding and sensitivity and compassion. Your light cannot shine with all of those things if they are not used. What good is a flashlight? What good is a candle? What good is a lamppost if it's not used? And you can't buy those things in the store. And yet those are the very things that people need in their life during Christmas when they're lonely, when they're sad, when they're grieving, when they're happy. It is that personal connection. It is that light reflection. Christmas is not in the stores, my friends. It is in the light of our life and the importance of knowing that. Not to spend Christmas, not to observe Christmas, but to keep Christmas, to keep Christ in our hearts that we may be reminded of his hope. You know, so many times I'll get a Christmas card or you'll see the words love, joy, peace on cards and on all kind of decorations and ornaments. And, you know, sometimes I just want to stop and think, okay, what does that mean? You know, we read those words, we hear those words, we hope you have love, we hope you have joy in your heart. We hope, you know, you have peace. Well, what does that mean? To me, love is unconditional. If I can give unconditional love to someone that's not lovable, to someone that's hard to love, that's huge. That's a huge candle light. That's a huge lamp post in someone's life. And, and then when I think of joy, I think, you know what? A lot of people don't have good situation. They're in crisis. They, their circumstances really stink. How can I better reflect joy to them in their life? 
Joy comes from inside. It's not about circumstances. It's not about situations. That's happiness. You can be happy when everything's going right, but when someone or when you have a lot of stuff going on in your life, can you express joy? Can you be that candle, that lamppost, that vessel, that light that you can pass on that says, hey, I know Jesus. I am a daughter of the King in spite of what's going on. I can shine my flashlight on the pathway to Christ. I can live out his word to express that hope that lives in Jesus Christ, that lives in us, that he reflects and he gives to us. That's huge. Not to spend it, not to observe it, but to keep it in our heart, to keep Christ within our heart. I love the scripture, Matthew 5, 16. I mean, we're talking here, you know, practical tips, but listen, it's bathed in scripture, my friends. Let your light shine before men so they may see all your good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Be that light. Be that light. Be that vessel to give light. Oh, how, you know, if I'm going to let my light shine, how am I going to walk? How am I going to live? What is the aroma at this season, at this Christmas that I am giving to others? That I'm frazzled, that I'm frayed, that I'm worn out? Is that what my light's going to say? Hey, I flicker a lot, you know, I'm in and out here like a flashlight with low batteries. Sure, that's, I'm only human. I'm going to go through periods like that but honey I better change those batteries I better make sure that candle when it burns down that I've got one coming alongside that I can light and that as a lamp post I'm shining bright to be that vessel for my Lord and Savior the purpose of light is to dispel darkness and people live in darkness and they need the light of Jesus. Done in a way, lived in a way that does not glorify us, but glorify our Father. And if I don't point others to Jesus Christ, then something's wrong with the way I'm letting my light shine. Gosh, just think about that and focus on the true light of Jesus Christ. Let me just share with you some other scripture that I just absolutely love and how important that is. Um, The Bible says so much about light. The Lord is my light and my salvation, Psalm 27, 1. The Lord shall be thy everlasting light, Isaiah 60, 19, and 20. I love that. You see, he sets the example. He is the flashlight, the pathway that guides us to him. He is the candle that we light our candle from. He is the lamppost that models being a vessel. And when we know that and we know him, then we in turn can do those things. In him was life and the life was light of men. John 1, 4 and 5. Love this one. I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John 8, 
12. And listen at this one. You are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14 and 16. Oh, don't you just love it? I love it. Are you a light in someone's darkness this season? My goodness, people are so afraid of the light. Some people live in darkness because that's comfortable for them. And yet, it is the light of Christ that will change lives, change hearts, change attitudes. Oh my goodness, I just get so excited when I talk about this. Now's the time, my friend, to let your light shine. Let it shine for Jesus. Let it shine on the the story and the birth of Christ in the manger. Your actions can be a light to the world. And light is when people see the word of God in action and how you live and how you live out Christ. How you live your life brings you credibility. It's not always what you do, but it's who you are. Our life is not just a matter of doing, and oh, believe me, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, yes, but also to be unto others how you would want them to be or how Christ would want them to be as uh, Christ's followers. Think of the people walking in darkness that don't know the joy of Jesus And it is the light of God in our lives, our changed lives, because he is the flame in our life. He is our radiance, and we can shine as a result of knowing him. And if I'm not going to be what God meant me to be, then my light's not going to shine. My batteries are going to be dead, so to speak. I think it's just, even though that's a silly analogy, But it's even one that you could use with your children. They could wrap their head around a flashlight, a candle, and a lamppost very easily. I think of not only the light exposes those that walk in darkness, but it also allows us to see spots and blemishes in our own lives. And so many times when I'm trying so hard to shine my light, I get an up-close-and-personal look at the real me and my own faults and my own unforgiveness and my own selfishness. So light can expose a lot of things, and light can work not only for others, but to show the real issues that you might be dealing with, illuminates who we are. And then we begin to see all the more how God has not only done um, a great work in our life, but that he is a forgiving God and he will walk with us through the darkness when he is the light in our life. I just love the fact that light can be such a powerful, as Christ is the light, a powerful change maker 
in our lives and the importance of that. Walking in the light means forgiveness. We can forgive others because God has forgiven us. My goodness, there is a freedom, my friends, any time of the year, any day of the year. There is a freedom in being a woman of God, in knowing Jesus Christ personally. You're not in bondage to anyone. You know, walking in the light is not being afraid to remove those layers. It's not being afraid to see those spots and blemishes. And it allows the radiance to shine from within. And I I just, you know, I just want to challenge you. I'm challenging myself too. I mean, I never do a podcast that I'm not speaking to Susan. I want to, I want to not just talk the talk. I want to walk the walk, and I'm imperfect like you are. And sometimes my batteries are dead, and sometimes my flame goes out, and sometimes my lamppost doesn't work, okay? But boy, that example helps me so much to understand that my light allows me not just to talk the talk, but to walk the walk. And it can transform me. Let me give you just four easy ways to check yourself as I check myself on my batteries, on my light, okay, on my lamppost. One is, does my light radiate godly living? You know, am I living it out? Am I transforming scripture into solid reality? Do I glow with the gift of peace and do I have that joy from within? And do I love unconditionally? Does my light radiate a godly life? And then the second thing is, does my light radiate peace? Gosh, genuine peace. The kind of peace that people feel in your presence and in my presence, they feel the presence of God in my life or your life. Do they feel that presence of God? You know, do I give God the glory? And how many times do I refer to God in a conversation? Do I give him the glory? I try real hard to always end a praise in in our ministry or in my personal life. I always end that instead of um, ending it with, and I've, I've taught myself to do this where, You know, it's real and true, and I feel it. I've done it out of, you know, anything you do out of habit, then it can become a part of you. And it's not about me. It's about Jesus. And I always end by saying, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Practice that. Start that. Let your light radiate godly living, and let it radiate peace, genuine peace, that others feel the presence of God. And then, number three, does my light radiate victory or defeat? Am I more up than down? Am I more consistent or am I just all over the place? Do I know that God is for me and on my side based on his promises and his words? Do I live as a victim or do I live victorious in Christ? 
Oh, ask yourself that question. I don't ever want to be defined as a victim in any of my circumstances, whatever they might be. I want to be defined as a woman living in victory in Christ. What does your light radiate? And number four, does your light reflect a genuine concern for others? Are you reaching out and touching those around you in a caring, thoughtful way? Remember, those are the things you cannot buy in a store. Those are, that's part of who you are. Am I becoming involved in someone's life other than my own? Oh my goodness, Christ did. He always had his hand out. He was always available. He was always accessible. And and I want to be that way. I had a friend text me this morning. And believe me, my schedule is like yours. I'm just wild and crazy every day. And she said, Susan, I really need your perspective. And she said, there's something going on in my family. I just need to talk it out with you. And she said, can you meet me in the next couple of weeks? I looked at my calendar and I thought, Lord, If I can't meet with her, what good is anything else I'm doing? And so I text her back and I said, yep, Thursday at 2, meet me at Starbucks. (laughs) That's what's important. I haven't always been that way. I mean, don't, this is not laying a guilt trip on you. There are many a time when I feel like I cannot do one more thing. But I have learned that. I have learned that that is part of letting my light shine. That is something that I genuinely want to reflect is a care and concern for others. I want to live out Jesus. And when we really trust Christ and we really believe what God says about our oneness with him, then we can be the glow from the flame. Then we can be that flashlight that shines that pathway then we can be that lamppost that is a vessel for Christ. Be a light this Christmas to your husband, to your children, to your grandchildren, to those around you. Radiate Christ, my friends. One more lighted candle in the world decreases darkness, and a candle is just not significant light from itself, but it is that vessel that gives light to those in its presence. Oh, my friends, I encourage you to go light your little corner of the world, one person at a time. And remember, I always say it starts behind closed doors in your home. Start there. Remember not to let everything about Christmas crowd out the Christ in you. People need to know him, feel him, see him at this season of their life and at this season of the year. Merry Christmas, my friends. Go out and be a light in your world. And I'll see you next time. It just doesn't get much better than that. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Moved Ministry. Just Mood Ministry is a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Mood Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. 
Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in after-the-boxes-are-unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at JustMove.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Move community and the Just Move community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.